Hey everyone, this is not what I meant. I'm Anudeep Vidyal and how many times I have been told to watch this show? Like, I don't just watch Attack on Titan. Every single one of the avid anime fans, like my friends, have told me to watch Attack on Titan and very boldly enough, I just like never come around, you know, to watching it. Came around to watching it. I'm not really sure on the grammar on that. So, till now, you know, that happened. I watched the episode. Yeah, so what happened was that most people who recommend me shows don't really articulate well enough as to why I should watch it. They say, it'll blow your mind away or just watch it. Because, you know, I can't spoil it by giving you, you know, tidbits about the show. Or the classic yet slightly toxic, in my opinion. Or If you haven't seen this, then what are you even doing with your life? I mean, okay, I have a life. I mean, just I'm just living it. I haven't watched the show. You know, just cool it, okay? But not a word about the show at all. You know, they'll come at you with this, like it just blow your mind away. You have to watch it. It's all the rage right now. But not a word about the show. What's the plot? What's the concept? What's the genre? Like nobody told me about this. So this one time, you know, I happened to confront one of the people who suggested me AOT. Uh, and this was happening for the nth time. And I said, I understand that you think it's a great, it's a great show. But why do you think it's great? I mean, I can't just take a word that will blow my mind away. You know, I need incentive to start something. And I think that's true for this day and age with streaming sites just, you know, overflowing with things to watch. And it's not like TV where you're, you know, surfing the channels and, you know, just happen to stop at something by mistake and, you know, just end up watching it. No, you have to choose what to watch. And you need something more than it'll blow your mind away. It's the best thing to watch. Yeah. I mean, of course, I could just search the plot. But if you have watched something, just tell me why should I as well. And be eloquent. So the person, you know, went on to tell me about the plot. And I got to know that AOT is about humanity being trapped behind walls, protecting themselves from man-eating titans who are these giant, I mean, giants. And like the title of the show, of course, you know, gives away what's going to happen in the show, like attack on titan. So, and I'm all here for it. Awesome plot, knowing that you're at the mercy of something out of your control. And so a month later, here I am after watching the first episode on attack of titan. Yep, I had a lot to say. So this is basically unfiltered reaction to what went on in my mind while I watched it. The episode opens with this kid, Eren. Uh, he's a little dude. And, you know, he's looking upwards and everyone is. And they see this red, fleshy, bare muscle hand like a man without skin. Except he's like, what, 100 meters tall? And because these people are like short... Because these people are like... Normal sized, I mean, that's what it's what I think is there. So, yeah, so there's this, you know, Game of Thrones type of wall and the village people are looking uh, behind it as to like, what the fuck is happening. And they're looking at this man who's like looking over at the wall with them. He's almost godlike, except that he's so freakishly scary. What? animation i mean wow and he's just looking at this crowd of people just observing them why isn't he doing something is is what i thought i mean he's just standing there looking all scary and these you know little dudes are like 
Um, uh, <laughs> Aaron, who I think is the protagonist, you know, there's, I think his, it was his narration, narration at that point, and he says, that day, humanity remembered the terror of being ruled by them, the humiliation of being kept in a cage. Chills, literally chills, goosebumps. I totally replayed replayed the scene again, and it was such a beautifully haunting, haunting shot. I mean, that was a moment of silence, and it was a moment of silence before utter panic when you're just like absorbing the monstrosity of the fact that you're absolutely fucked. And the show has only just started i mean i'm one minute into this show and this is kind of like the first 30 seconds i think and it was at that point i brought a hand to my face and just you know covered my face with it and that's literally how i watched the rest of the episode because also because i have a canker so canker so right now and it hurts a little bit out so the scene cuts to a couple of people running they look like they're on the outside and they were, they were outside. They were outside of the wall area, so it's kind of like Hunger Games that's happening right now. So I'm totally, uh, I'm totally sure that they're gonna get eaten up. And but the scene cuts again, and it, and then the theme song starts. So about uh, anime theme songs, it's uh, kind of like a general thumb of rule, rule of thumb, thumb of rule, kya? It's a rule of thumb that they're gonna show uh, what's gonna happen in the. Sh- uh, series uh, for that season at least and here's what i gather is gonna happen so there are some varieties to these giants and most look like naked giant babies fleshy tummies not like zombies but definitely they share that enthusiasm of consuming human flesh and then there is group there's this group of humans in the mix of the you know, theme song and probably they're the ones who attack the titans. I mean, somebody has to, right? They're the heroes. And in the opening scene, there were probably a lot of people in the safe zone you know, before the theme song starts, so I think a lot of them die. My prediction is that these titans breach the safe zone because he was literally standing outside, so. And, like, only a few people are left and there's no safe zone anymore, I think. And this is going to be, like, Hunger Games. <laughs> With me spectating them, spectating at them from the Capitol building. No, then just kidding. But probably the humans would find a way. Hope is a great thing, Red. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. Shawshank Redemption for the win, yep. I'd also like to add that this theme song is not very memorable. I mean, after one play, I mean, like, uh, Death Note, uh, Assassination Classroom, and oh my god, Tokyo Ghouls and Ravel. They're pretty memorable after just one listen. So, Attack on Titan wasn't very memorable. Just, you know, just you know, rock and you know, that you know, stuff is happening. It wasn't very memorable. So, I think after a few listens, I think I would like it. But for now, no. Attack on Titan, no. Your theme song is not that very good. Sorry. Yeah, so there are some very interesting conversations that happened in the episode. So the first one was, uh, so, yeah, I think they cut the scene. And uh, in the scene, like, the first conversation that, you know, struck out to me was that 
Eren and Mikasa. So Eren is that boy and Mikasa is his friend, his sister. I'm not really sure at this moment. And they're coming back, you know, collecting firewood or something. So probably they're not very advanced. It's a... Because the whole village is kind of looking like, you know, very French in that sense. And people, some people are looking very French as well. I think they have taken uh, some inspiration from French animation at, at that point. There are, of course, Japanese elements. You know, I'm not going to say that they're talking in Japanese and that's the Jap- Japanese element. No. Um, of course, their clothing is very Japanese. But, you know, the houses, it's a very dense area behind the wall, like. It's very densely densely populated. And you have these people who are like, you know, they are manning the gate. But in this scene, Eren is coming out um, from the outside of the wall to in the inside. And so I'm not really sure. I mean, the Titan was standing outside. So there probably are like more walls. And I need a blueprint for that. <laughs> so basically, Eren, the young boy, he, like he sees the, this group of guards and they're like drinking, and he you know, tells them off like why are you drinking at the job? And the guard, uh, his name is Haynes. Like he comes across as that uh, um, what do you say? You know, useless, lazy. You know, not very interested in doing his job. At you know, first impression, if I'm gonna say, but. When he says this dialogue, I'm sure, you know, it's a very good dialogue and, you know, it brings depth to his character and he's not as uh, stupid as I think he is. So, Hain says that as long as everyone thinks of us as useless and, you know, you know, just fattening up and, you know, not doing anything, we're safe because we are like the wall protectors, I don't know, and we're the guards, right? So we're safeguarding you guys. And if you think we're not doing a, any job, then you're safe. And it's when we start fight. It's when we start fighting that it'll, it'll be trouble for you guys. It'll be trouble for all of us if we have to fight, you know, because then you'll be attacked. I mean, this guy knows that in the event of being attacked by the Titan, they as humans would be inadequate. I mean, they would be out of their depth. And here is when I realized that the opening scene has not happened yet. I mean, it took me some time to realize that, okay, they have set up the shot like that. So, because they, it has not happened yet. Because people are like, we don't know, don't really know what their thing is, the creatures. They know how they look like. They surely know how they look like, but they don't know what their thing is. I mean, what are they, you know, how do they live? And how are they breeding or what is their form of civilization? I mean, they don't know anything about them. They just know that they exist and they need to be safe behind this wall. So they know they would be inadequate in terms of war. And yeah, so they also tell like the wall is 50 meters high, which I think is not that high. I mean, people can scale it. And nothing has happened in over a hundred years. So that's kind of... I mean, I would be panicking a lot if I was in their situation. But I think some people do panic. Some people are like in denial about what's their reality. I mean, because they're literally stuck behind the space. And they cannot... They know there's land outside. There are amenities outside. And, you know... 
things that they can explore, but they just can't go outside. So yeah, I'm definitely liking how they have set up the episode though, because I loved the first scene. Just because it was so ominous and imminent, and I see that it was a trap for me to fall in, because now I have to watch. I have to watch the build-up, the scene of security, the sense of security these people have just... And I need to watch it shattering. You know, I'm okay. I come across as a sadist, but I just love when you know they show the stuff and you know, shows you know that you have that. You know, I'm just not putting it into words. You know that literal thing. You know, everything apoc that apocalypse happening. You know that you always have this. You know, we're gonna be fucked someday. I think it stems from the fact that, you know, dying alone is such a, you know, such a lonely, obviously it's a lonely thing, but if everybody, you know, is united in this experience of, you know, being surviving, being surviving, being, they have to, you know, they're united in this experience of, you know, when they have to really focus on their survival instead of their own uh, wobbles among themselves. You know, the fucking civilization, the economy. You know, they're focusing on their survival, you know, as humans. And that is something, you know, very... I think that would be something, you know, realizing that you are a species among many. You know, you're not just a human. I mean, you're not just, you know, ruling out this world. There are forces outside your scope to understand, and scope of understanding, and you're a human right now. So, yeah, you know, it's just amazing. So I have an incident to share here from my personal life. I mean, so I was working in our university's lab and I'm, I was holding a measuring cylinder in my hand, which is made of lab-grade glass. There's a lot of glass in such labs, I mean, obviously breakable. And obviously, you know how to handle the glassware, you know, having worked in the lab for a long time and you take precautions. Now, I am aware and I'm conscious of the fact that I'm holding this measuring cylinder in my hand. And out of nowhere, a funny little thought, almost a premonition, crossed my mind, my vision. A single thought that said, Anu, this cylinder is going to break. And the next thing I see, is that it's falling sideways on the table and it breaks. And this happens for real. And I just start laughing because it was kind of a self-fulfilling bias. I mean, I didn't actually do to I didn't actually do anything to cause it to fall, mind you. And it just did. Just when I thought it would. And so here are these people who have walled themselves up from the rest of the world. Of titans and giants just stewing inside, leaving lives in a confined space with this imminent threat looming over them. That any day now, there'll be dinner meat, they'll be doomed. So Haynes, the guard says that, and Erin replies that we're safe. I get that we're safe, but we're not better than cattle, which is also true. I mean. They're just walled up. They're you know they they're not exploring anything, and that's just how we feel. So he wants to join the survey corps. Uh, the people we saw in the opening, we saw in the opening scene. I'm not watching this episode with you, so 
Yeah, so the people I saw in the opening scene, you know, they're the survey cops and they go outside to, you know, do recon. Yeah, that's the right word. Yeah, okay. So the second conversation uh, that happened, you know, one of the uh, things that really stood out to me was an exchange between Aaron and his dad when he reaches home. Uh, and his father, who's the doctor for the kingdom, for the village. I mean, what? I don't know. I don't know what should I call it because, you know, the guards are pretty, like, looking like knights in that sense. They have swords and they're, like, fancy, long hair, blonde hair. That's why I said they look French because their eyes are even like that. And the houses are very... They look... Because I'm conflicted between the houses. They kind of look like they're from the Three Musketeers. Uh, that scene when... Uh, Probably that scene when, you know, the, uh, when D'Artagnan is staying with the uh, musketeers and the houses are kind of like, you know, like that. Yeah. But then there is also that scene in Kung Fu Panda 3, 2. Yeah. Kung Fu Panda 2 where Pooh uh, and that, uh, what's his name? What was the guy? Okay. And then there's this wolf and, you know, there's a chase sequence through the uh, village. And one one of the villages in China, and yeah, it's kind of houses kind of look like that as well. I mean, it's not very Japanese. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Aaron meets his dad, who's the doctor, and he says that he wants to join the survey cops. And yeah, so what happened was before this scene, uh, the survey cops have you know, the whole trope of them, troop of them has you know have come inside the village on the wall and they've obviously set up the scene to show how cruel it is outside and they've taken the cliche trope of showing a mother crying when she finds out that uh, her son hasn't come back and he's probably eaten obviously he's dead yeah so what attack on titan uh the show i think has added on this cliche is that they inserted a moment of exposition to the scene to tell the viewers that even though the survey corps has been going outside for a long time, they still haven't haven't find out much about them. And the leader, and the lead leader, of, no, the character, he says that you know all the information they haven't collected any information because the mother asks asks them, asks, why do I have problem with this word? And so she asks them that. You know, at least tell me that he has been useful to humanity. And that guy says yes. And then he says no, because he realizes that no, no, then we will have been dying, dying for Wayne because they haven't really collected any information about them. And then he's like pretty sad about it. So I think, yeah, they have done a good spin on this cliche of, you know, mother crying, you know, because obviously they want to let the sentiment set with the viewers that. Oh my god, it's so cruel, the people are dying, and they have to stay out inside, and, you know, they're living on borrowed time till they find out a way to get, and reach their walls, and, yeah, they've obviously set up that scene that way, but I like that they have spun this cliche into something that is useful for me to watch if I'm gonna, you know, invest my time into the story. <laughs> okay, so... I think, yeah, it was a refreshing change for me to see in that scene. So, points for AOT for that. So, Eren and his friend, Mikasa, I think, yeah, I said, I don't know if 
she's his sister but later he says in a scene my parents to her so i think she is not his sister i hope i have my fingers crossed that there is no love angle or something between them because that would be uh, that would suck yeah so his parents find out his intention that he wants to join the survey corps and though his mom is like no way i'm not gonna let you go his dad says uh, his dad says this wonderful line that curiosity about the outside can be stopped by lectures i'm paraphrasing here but that's what he basically says that i mean i could lecture you about you know the theory about the dangers of going outside and but if you have curiosity i mean about what the world looks i can't i can't do anything about it it's like so deep i mean practical experience or theory in a lot of cases in real life too and i'm more positive that i'm going to like the writing in the show they have added a comical scene as well uh with what happens that uh, eren is outside his house and he sees his friend being bullied and he runs towards uh the people who are bullying him and they're like oh my god it's eren i mean what he's going to do i mean he's just one and we're three and we we'll just take him i don't know what uh his problem is and you have mikasa who is running behind him and then they see mikasa and she's like she has this like very stern expression on her face and they're like oh my god mikasa is going to come and she's going to beat us all so then they run away and then and then aaron reaches his friend and he's like okay i saved you and the friend was like no mikasa saved me because they ran away so i think they wanted to be comical scene wanted to it to be a comical scene but it didn't play out well and i hope they don't try it again because so what happens with anime is that mostly they show physical gags or something like that I am not I personally I'm not a fan of comedy in anime because it's not it's it's kind of well I think that is based on culture to culture and um, I do like when it's very intelligent uh or if it's super over the top like super over the top super lame super melodramatic and they actually acknowledge that it's super melodramatic like that scene in Death Note when he says that I'll take potato chip and eat it because it's so 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 over the top so that kind of things are very very funny but i think psyche kill uh which is another comedy uh anime i mean i'm not saying aod is a comedy anime but i hope they don't uh i mean i hope they fall in one of the two categories that i mentioned or it's going to be weird to watch it because i'm not really sure how the comedy would be in the show the animation just emphasizes emphasizes on horror and the macabre of it. So yeah, I mean, I was not expecting them to, you know, inserting that thing in it. So so what happens then Mikasa, Eren, and this ominous scared-looking guy, I forgot his name. So they're sitting at the embankment of some lake or something. And Eren is going on about that um I want to become survey cop. I want to join the survey corps and because I was like um you shouldn't because he saw what happened and and it is you know pretty angry at to as to why Mikasa told his parents I mean why did you tell my parents that I'm going to join it so yeah, that scene sorry so that scene played out like that and the ominous or scared ominous kid you know he's just in his own zone and he says that 
yeah we haven't been attacked for a hundred years for some hundred years and but that doesn't mean that we won't be attacked today and that's the measuring cylinder moment folks that's the moment when earth shakes and they just run to the run to see the wall and there is that red fleshy hand from the opening scene i just love that i mean i just found it fine i just it was amazing that when that happened it was really amazing when that happened and they're like uh and it is like oh my god and it just happened and then there's the guy this 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 there's the whole scene that happened in the opening uh of the show and he's just standing there and then he fucking kicks the wall the titan kicks the wall he's super like super strong obviously but he has this whole uh you know a group of smaller giants following him they're they're not his height i mean i think they're going to go into uh with a variety of these titans so he kicks the wall and then there's this hole in the wall and everybody runs because they're you know just coming inside stomping everywhere because they're like they're super tall and Ellen realizes that his mother is his own house is in that pathway everybody's running behind to the inland they have shared the map of the uh their safe space safe zone safe space lot safe much <laughs> and they have shown this uh, there's this in wall it's called rose and oh, sorry lena i think it's called lena i don't know I think I'm going to say Lena sorry Eori fans if you're listening to and I'm not correct right now so it's Lena then there is Rose and then then there is Maria so the outside wall is called Maria and then they have the Titans have breached that wall in my opinion uh, as to what I gather from watching the show and Erin is like you know running towards his mother it's um they have they have used the cliche I'm okay just I'm I'm going to you know I'm going to say okay that's fine. I'm going to forgive them for this because obviously it's a crazy scene they have set up because uh, all these giants are coming and you're like in the midst it's not the moment has passed when you thought you know you were absorbing the monstrosity of what can happen. It's not scary anymore. It's just panic. It's just you know it's not scary anymore. It's just you have to save yourself. You know, you have realized the gravity of what's going to ha- what's happening right now, you know. people are going to die and you're just running to save yourself and that is your motive that's your mission that's your objective right now and everybody's you know just running in land and what happens is that Erin and Mikaga they go they run opposite they run towards the wall because that's where his house was and he sees that his mother is trapped in the rubble and she's like save yourself or you know that the whole conversation is you know tried and tested and Oh, I mean, they have to give backstory to this Erin guy. So I'm like, okay, okay, that's that's okay. What I loved about that scene is, and you know, that that is the point where I first noticed that these characters have been, you know, drawn in a certain way because they have very well-defined outlines, in you know, in a very comical sense, not a comical sense. I mean, they they have very well-defined outlines, you know, a sketch pen kind of thing. and yeah so you have erin who's a human kid and 
he's been outlined with this sketch pen kind of thing too. I um, if you see the animation, you will get what I'm talking about. And then you have the Titan, who's you know well outlined. So I think they have done this to emphasize the difference in their sizes and to you know tell that okay, they're just humans and they're you know completely powerless. And I love that. I love that. I mean, the animation is great. That matter. What happens is that okay, so Hans comes at that point to save the kids, and then he's like. This family has done a lot for people in general, and I'm gonna pay my dues. I'm gonna fight the Titan that who is coming towards, and then he sees the Titan standing in front of him, and I'm I'm just thinking in my brain, it's like don't fight it, just don't fight it, just run away. I mean, you don't have to be here at this point, and he just sees the Titan with his sinister smile, and you know he's just like the Titan is not. You know that's what I said. They're not zombies. They do have brains. And they're, I don't know, they would show what kind of people they are. I'm very curious about the titans right now. And he sees this sinister, uh, smiling uh, giant standing over them, you know, with the bob cut, for that matter. And he's just standing there and he's just like, yeah, you're just gonna get fucked and I'm just gonna eat you. And he turns back. And I'm like, wow! Wow, you did actually turn back. I didn't expect that he would. I thought he would be like a stupid hero, but no, he's intelligent. I'm like, okay, no, yeah, that's, I'm pretty sure that they're gonna kill him off some some point because we, the audience would go, you know, and would be attached to him. They would he would die. I'm pretty sure, like later, and he would cry tears or something. But yeah, he did turn back, and then he picked up uh, Mikasa and. Aaron, and then he runs off with them. He's like, no, fuck, no. I need to save this, these kids. And then he runs, and the mother is like, I also like that scene. I was, like, actually very surprised when she says, don't leave me. I mean, she doesn't, said, she doesn't say that within their ear earshot, but she says that, and she, that's, like, that's the first time I've seen, actually, that a person is dying and in that, you know, poignant moment that they're not very, you know, ego, egotistical or you know, proud of themselves that, okay, fine, at least my children are safe. She's like, I don't want to die. She actually acknowledges that fact and she's like, please don't leave me. And I think that brings the beauty to the episode, you know, because it's ending. I mean, I know the end is close for this episode and she actually, you know, encapsulates that fear people have dying and then it was it was nice i mean i'm i'm saying nice in the sense okay in the story wise i'm not i'm not uh i'm uh, not a sadist that way please <laughs> and so what happens is that she's dying uh why she's dying is that she's trapped inside the rubble and then the titan scours just through the rubble and picks the mother up and he and Eren is watching this and he He's like, please, no, I need to go back. I need to save her. And the Titan eats the mother. And, you know, and then there's this blood shower at that point. And then the same dialogue from the opening scene is that plays again. He says that that day humanity remembered the terror of being ruled by them. The humiliation of being kept in a cage. And that's the end of the episode. And that's the end of the first episode. I'm actually pretty excited to watch the rest of the series. 
okay, I understand why people would say that it'll blow my mind away, but definitely I needed the incentive because I would not have watched. I mean, I'm not really into fantasy shows for that matter. Um, I think I do enjoy the gore and horrific animation they have done in the show. I do also enjoy the writing. Let's see how how it would go. And the wall breaks down and they retreat. They have retreated to the inland. Let's see how they would attack on these titans. So yeah, that was it. That wraps it up for my rant about, you know, watching the first episode of Attack on Titan. If you haven't watched the show and if you happen to listen to this podcast, then I told you about the first episode. I haven't watched the rest of the show. No, I just watched one and then I just went on my laptop and I just wrote my feelings on it as to, you know, I felt like recording this. And then my next episode is going to come out soon. I'm going to talk, I'm talking about anime history in it and it's titled as Once Upon an Anime. And I thought, you know, I can't make that episode if I haven't watched Attack on Titan, I think. I mean, people would be like, okay, you're talking about anime. You haven't watched Attack on Titan because I have seen Naruto naruto's first episode a couple of episodes of naruto i have seen one piece but i thought i okay i should watch attack on titan as well so yeah i'm i have watched it and i i nervous it was actually nice okay so it, yeah so that was it that wraps it up for this episode of this is not what i meant i'm anudipa dial and thank you for listening and make sure to check out my older episodes I know. I think this rant went on for a long time. Okay, 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 I'll go. Bye, bye.